Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Worship at Hillhead. A special welcome to Emma and Drew's family and friends who have joined us for Killian's blessing. Our worship this morning is led by our minister, Katrina, and we will hear lots of other voices, um, including Emma's sister, Sarah, who will read a poem for Killian. In a moment, Nissan and Nikiar will light our candle. Um, in family news, um, unfortunately, um, Morag has had a bit of a nasty fall this week. She's only sustained minor injuries and is recovering at home. Um, Alan has returned to Oakbridge and continues to wait for a room at David Cargill House, but we're hopeful that that is going to be this week. Um, a reminder that the funeral of Malcolm Wright is on Wednesday at 10.30am at Clydebank Crematorium. Please let Katrina know if you need a lift. The funeral arrangements are now in place for John Clark, um, Neil's father, and this will be at Clydebank at 1.30 on Thursday the 22nd of June. That's Thursday the 22nd, followed by refreshments at Glasgow Golf Club in Bears Den. If you're hoping to go, please let Neil and Anita know. As we've recently shared, Weems Properties are now moving forward with their plans for our former premises. Um, as part of this, there will be an exhibition and public consultation. That's on Tuesday, the 20th of June, from 3 o'clock to 7.15pm at Hillhead Library. Those living close by will have already been advised of this by Weems. Anyone who wishes to is welcome to attend. Um, we have no involvement in this and won't be making any formal response to the public consultation. Um, a wee reminder that next Sunday morning, Katrina will be at the Bugby Baptist Assembly in Telford. Our service will take the form of a church meeting in the context of our worship and will include discussion of the next steps of the discernment process as we move into pastoral vacancy. It's now time for Nissan and Nikiar to light our candle. As we gather for worship, let us join together to become the body of Christ. Christ is the light that lights our way. May we glimpse Christ's light this day. As we gather, let's come to God in prayer. Let us pray together. God of love, as we gather this morning, we do so seeking to become aware of your nearness. 
after the demands of another week, we each choose to step away from the ordinary every day, hoping that we might find rest and refreshment so that we're ready for whatever lies ahead of us in the days to come. God of hope, as we listen to words of scripture and as we sing hymns, psalms and songs, we pray that we might each find something that speaks to our hearts, soothing our wounds, strengthening our courage or stirring our thoughts. God of community, as we welcome each other into this place and this space, we pray that we may find a sense of real connection with one another, trusting that your spirit will draw us together in faith, in hope and in love. God of all, as we share in worship and in fellowship, we pray that you will bless each one of us. In the name of Christ. Amen. Ey پدر ما که در آسمانی نام تو مقدس باد پادشاهی تو برقرار گردد اراده تو چنان که در آسمان است در زمین نیز انجام گیرد نان روزانه ما را عطا فرما و قرضهای ما را ببخش چنان که ما نیز قرضداران خود را میبخشیم و ما را در آزمایش میاور بلکه از شریر رهایی مانده زیرا پادشاهی قدرت و جلال تا ابد از آن توست آمین having some fun today we have candle cam turning into baby cam or something like that it's really good to have our tech folk who can actually help to keep us straight and it is always a joy to welcome new people into the family of the church to celebrate with them and to ask God's blessing for them today it's our special pleasure to welcome Killian yes you <laughs> to thank God for him and to promise to support his family in the years ahead. 
And so first of all, we're going to do a naming. And then we're going to share some words that were written for this church by one of my predecessors. And then we'll move into a time of promises. So Emma and Drew, what names have you chosen for your child? Killian James. Killian James. Let's listen to some words that were created for this community, which today we're offering specially to you. Killian, for you, Jesus came into the world. For you, he lived and showed God's love. For you, he suffered the darkness of Calvary and cried at the last, it is accomplished. For you, he triumphed over death and rose in newness of life. For you, he ascended to reign at God's right hand. All this he did for you, Killian, though you do not yet know it. And so the word of scripture is fulfilled. We love because God loved us first. Yes. So I have some questions for Emma and Drew. So Emma and Drew, do you thank God for the gift of Killian? Do you accept the joys and duties of parenthood, promising to give him love and care? We do. Do you promise to bring up your child within the Christian community and to share your own faith with him? We do. And now if you're on site and you would like to promise to support Emma and Drew in looking after Killian, we invite you if you're able to stand. If you are online, I'm not going to ask you to stand because that would just be blatantly ridiculous. But if you feel like it, you might just want to reach out a hand. But either way, there is a promise that will just end with a we do. So if you're able to stand and would like to, please do so now. And so I ask everybody gathered here, do you promise, insofar as you are able, to offer to Killian and his family your love and care and to join with his parents, where appropriate, in sharing your Christian faith? We do. Now, this is the best bit because I'm the one that gets to hold you today. Yes, and you get to go in my left hand because that's my, my strongest hand. And we're going to go for a little walk and see all your people. We'd probably better go so we can show you. <laughs> To the people on oh that's too low there we go do you want to wave to the people on the cat on the camera no that's okay let's go and see these people all sorts of people some of them look a bit strange and some of them look a bit tall and some of them look a bit oh that's me that looks a bit strange not anybody else some of them are visitors and some of them come every week some of them you know already and some of them you will get to know some are boys and some are girls all different shapes and sizes and colours, but all these people are here, especially for you today, because you're special, and we love you, and God loves you. And so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to juggle you a little bit so I can do two-handed stuff, and I'm going to make a special blessing for you. Killian, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace now and always. Amen. Amen. Shall we do some very gentle clapping? <laughs> I'll give you back to mum. There we go. Back to mum. Oops, a daisy. Back to mummy. Thank you, everybody. Please do sit down. And then we're going to hear a poem that has been chosen specially for Killian. And his auntie Sarah is going to read that for us. I want to be yours. I want to be your vacuum cleaner, breathing in your dust. I want to be your Ford Cortina. I will never rust. If you like your coffee hot, let me be your coffee pot. You call the shots. I want to be yours. I want to be your raincoat for those frequent rainy days. I want to be your dreamboat when you want to sail away. Let me be your teddy bear. Take me with you anywhere. I don't care, I want to be yours. I want to be your electric meter, I will not run out. I want to be the electric heater that you'll get cold without. I want to be your setting lotion, hold your hair in deep devotion. 
deep as the deep Atlantic Ocean. That's how deep is my devotion. to the Israelites and say to them, the God of our ancestors sent me, then the people will ask, what is his name? What should I tell them? Then God said to Moses, tell them I am who I am. When you go to the Israelites, tell them I am sent me to you. And God said, tell the Israelites, that you were sent by Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, God of Jacob. This will always be my name. It is how I want the people to remember me from now on. Psalm 131. Lord, my heart is not proud, I don't look down on others. I don't do great things and I can't do miracles, but I am calm and quiet. I am like a baby with its mother. I am at peace like a baby with its mother. People of Israel, put your hope in the Lord now and forever. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I will always have everything I need. He gives me green pastures to lie in. He leads me by calm pools of water. He restores my strength. He leads me on right paths to show that he is good. Even if I walk through a valley as dark as the grave, I will not be afraid of any danger because you are with me. Your rod and staff comfort me. You prepared a meal for me in front of my enemies. You welcomed me as an honoured guest. My cup is full and spilling over. Your goodness and mercy will be with me all my life, and I will live in the Lord's house forever. Psalm 18. I love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my place of safety. He is my God, the rock I run to for protection. 
He is my shield. By his power, I am saved. He is my hiding place high in the hills. The Lord lives. I praise my rock, the God who saves me. And the words of Jesus as recorded by John in his gospel. I have loved you as the Father has loved me. Abide in my love. Follow my example in obeying the Father's commandments and receiving his love. If you obey my commandments, you will stay in my love. I want you to know the delight I experience to find ultimate happiness, which is why I am telling you all this. My commandment to you is this. Love others as I have loved you. There is no greater way to love than to give your life for your friends. You celebrate our friendship if you obey this command. I don't call you servants any longer. Servants don't know what the master is doing. But I have told you everything. Everything that the Father has said to me. I call you friends. When Emma shared with me the poem that she and Drew had chosen for today, I looked it up on the internet and I was immediately reminded of my first car, a Mark III Cortina. And on so many levels, it wasn't me. Bright yellow with a black vinyl roof marked it out as bold and brash. In fact, my siblings referred to it as the big yellow taxi, and I took them where they wanted to go. But it was the very opposite of a shy, unconfident, newly qualified driver who would really learn to drive as this battered old car and I travelled many long journeys together in the six months we shared And then when she failed her MOT, I sold Corrie and I bought a brand new dark blue Austin Metro. I am the person of dark coloured, unremarkable cars. But Corrie has a special place in my memory because of what we shared together. The poem uses a number of other images and I had a little bit of fun walking around my flat thinking about some of those, taking some selfies. My vacuum cleaner, which reminds me that I am not very good at housework, but if I have church folk coming round for anything, I will rush round with my vacuum cleaner and clean up. My ridiculously pink raincoat, those who know me over these last 14 years know I hate pink with a passion, a pink raincoat that I bought to do charity walks for the the cancer charity Breast Cancer now because their colour is bright pink. The bone china coffee pot that my parents bought me, I'm pretending to pour coffee into a Hillhead Baptist Church mug 
because both of those are important to me. And then a small, rather shabby teddy bear that I won at a fair when I was 15. I never had a teddy bear growing up. Oh, right, okay, just laugh, that's fine. <laughs> but all of these objects to me, in some way, are significant. I don't know why the poet chose those and not others, and of course there are others in the poem that I haven't um, shared with you. But what does strike me is they're remarkably ordinary. A vacuum cleaner, a coat, a coffee pot, a teddy bear, a car. They're everyday things that only become significant to their owner and if that person chooses to think about it. I think by comparing themselves to everyday objects, what the writer is saying is something like, I'll always be with you. I'll be with you in the good times and the sad times. I'll be with you, with you when the sun is shining and when it's pouring with rain. I'll be with you day and night. A bit like the promises that are sometimes made at a wedding and a bit like the promises we've made to Killian today. In the first Bible reading we heard this morning, Moses asks God a question. What is your name? What do I tell people when they ask who you are? And frankly, the answer is not very helpful, is it? I am who I am. Just say that I'm called I am. Language scholars tell us that these words are quite fluid and it could also be, I will be what I will be, or some combination of these, possibly even I was what I was. But this God, the God who's been worshipped for thousands of years, firstly by Jews, then also by Christians, and later again by Muslims, refuses to reveal a name by which God should be called. So why is that? Well, I think if you give God a name, in some senses, you limit God. You define what God is and what God isn't. This God, the one true God, refuses to be limited by a human name or a human definition. God is who God is. God will be whoever God will be. Which is all very well, isn't it? But frankly, when you want to approach God in prayer, when you want to invoke God's name, that's not terribly helpful, is it? Dear I am who is what I am. Dear I will be whoever I will be. Doesn't feel much like a conversation, does it? And so we find in the Hebrew scriptures and in the Christian scriptures and the Old and the New Testament, lots of poetry and lots of images, similes and metaphors to describe God. In the poem Sarah read for us, the writer keeps saying, I want to be your. And what I would like to suggest is in the scriptures, we discover a God who doesn't just say, I want to be your but I am your. And we're going to think about some of those this morning. For most of history, the church has used male language and particularly male power language to describe God. God as Lord, mighty, king, powerful, and so on. It was Jesus who suggested an alternative and more intimate male world, Abba, often translated as Daddy or Papa, the world a little child might use to address their father, the kind of language that Killian will soon be using when he talks about Drew. And like a lord or a king who is remote, demanding and controlling, 
The father image that Jesus offers is gentle, nurturing, and caring. But the scriptures are far richer than purely male language. And we are offered images of God that are female or feminine. A mother eagle teaching her chicks to fly. A mother bear defending her cubs. A mother hen sheltering her chicks under her wings. Perhaps you know those ones. But Psalm 131 specifically imagines God as a human mother, as a person who has nursed the child at her breast. That's the level of intimacy we see here. And now that the child is weaned, now that the child can eat solid food, they snuggle up on her lap. They can be held close and safe and relaxed. It's a beautiful image, isn't it? A beautiful image of God. Perhaps something that God says to us through the scriptures is, I am your mum and your dad. In fact, I'm more than either of those. I'm the parent for whom you long. Completely safe, completely dependable the one who helps you to grow and to flourish. Another image used time and time again in the scriptures is of God as a shepherd, but not just any old shepherd, the very best shepherd. The role of a shepherd starts even before a lamb is born caring for the ewe and ensuring as far as possible that she is able to give birth in a safe place. Sometimes the shepherd even takes on the role of a midwife assisting in a difficult birth. Sometimes the shepherd becomes a foster carer, bottle feeding an orphaned or rejected lamb. It is the shepherd who checks the feet of the sheep, trimming them if necessary. The shepherd who makes sure the wool is shorn in the summer and that shelter is provided in the winter. It's the shepherd who gathers the flock and guides it to fresh pasture, makes sure there is always clean water to drink. The shepherd who protects the flock from predators and who goes out, perhaps at night, to search for a strayed sheep or lamb. In Psalm 23, one of the best loves of all the poems in Scripture, the writer refers to God as my shepherd, the one who was with me from before my birth and to beyond my death, the one who watches over me, who meets my needs and accompanies me in every part of life. Perhaps God says to us, I am your shepherd. I was here before you were born. I will be with you all the days of your life. And I will accompany you through the mystery that is death into the everlasting presence of God. So those are images of God that are explicitly human. But what if, like John Cooper Clarke, we think about other images? To think about things rather than about people. I chose this picture of a bothy set on a hill in open countryside because I think it expresses something of the essence of what we heard from Psalm 18, without needing to use ideas and images which, at least in our day, are military or battle-related. The psalmist imagines God as being a rock, something strong, 
something that doesn't move, something that is always there. If he runs to God, and if he scrambles up onto the rock that is God, he will be safe. He also imagines God as being a shelter, a place he can go inside, whether that's to be away from the weather or from the challenges of everyday life. Maybe he imagines himself going inside the bothy, closing the door and staying there just for a while or on his own to rest, to reflect, to recover and then opening the door and going back out to face the reality of ongoing life. Perhaps God says to us, I am your bothy in the hills, the safe place where you can take time out from the pressures and the challenges of life, the place to rest, to recover and to be refreshed. I am here for you, whenever you need some time out. So three very different ways that the Bible speaks about God. Three promises that we can imagine God making to us and to all people. I am your loving parent. I am your lifelong shepherd. I am your safe place away from it all. Today, we've shared with Emma and Drew as they thanked God for their son, Killian. They and we have made solemn promises to help Killian as he grows up, that he will know for himself the stories of Jesus and the truths about the God called I Am. Our last Bible reading from the Gospel of John is important because it helps us to work out how we might fulfill those promises ourselves. Jesus was talking to his friends, knowing that soon it would be time for him to leave them. He speaks about God's love, about his own love, and importantly, about their love. And in doing that, he echoes the great commandment of Judaism to love God with your whole self and to love others as much as you love yourself. The photo on the screen was taken just a few weeks ago when we welcomed Laura into membership of Hillhead Baptist Church. The promises that we made to her are very similar to those that we made to Killian. And all of them made in the presence of God, who is parent, shepherd and shelter. Some of us are here today as those who have covenanted to walk together in membership as part of this local church. Some of us are here as friends who worship regularly, or explore what it might mean to think about faith with this congregation. Some of us are visitors here to celebrate with Drew and Emma the life of Killian. But for all of us, the promises of God and the call of Christ are the same. The I am God loves every single one of us with an unending love. The I am God is with us no matter what life brings. And the I am God calls us to love others as best as we possibly can. Not just on a Sunday in church, but in the messiness of every moment of our everyday lives.
We come together in our prayers for others and in our prayers for each other. Let us pray. Provider God, we bring to you this morning our thanks for all your love and care that sustains us. We give thanks for all your blessings, the fruits of your spirit, the gifts of your creation which we enjoy but so often take for granted. And we bring to you this morning those around the world who live in fear and not in a place of safety. Those whose daily existence is under threat from so many directions. Those who are displaced, hungry or abused, often by mankind's conflict with each other or through our disregard for your creation. But I bring all of these to you this morning and pray that you will hold them in your loving embrace. Confessor God, you know our innermost and private thoughts. We bring to you this morning all of your peoples and each one of us. However comfortable our lives may outwardly appear, you know our concerns, our doubts, our struggles, our sadness and longing, and our loneliness. And you walk beside us through the dark valleys. We bring all to you this morning and pray that we may find your peace that comes from being held in your loving embrace. Shepherd God, who calls us here to meet him, we bring to you this morning those we are asked to remember this week from our Baptist Church mission. For BMS worker Ben Francis, bringing revitalization to many churches in India. For BMS's partnership with Big Life across Asia. For the BMS <coughs> Resource Centre in Kolkata and BMS partner Bengal Baptist Union. We bring to you those in the Baptist Union of Scotland and especially this week, the Reverend George Hunter, Gerard Street Baptist Church in Aberdeen, and Reverend Laura Gilmore, chaplain to Strathcarran Hospice. And from our own church community, we are asked to remember this week our worship group and musicians, Joyce and Morag, Jen, Andrew, Carl and Aidan, Elaine, Greer, Frey and Sarah, Johnny, Caris, Fiona and Donny, Betty, Graham, Ali and family, and Barbara, and all in our congregation as we continue our life here together. Bring to us your boundless love and let us all your grace receive. We pray that you will hold us all in your loving embrace. Parent God, we bring to you this morning Killian James Carr, Emma and Drew, and all their friends and family. We give thanks for this precious gift of a new life and pray that you hold them all and all of us that you have called your friends in your loving embrace. This we pray in wonder, love and praise through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.
in a minute, I will say the blessing. But I wonder if we might invite the children and young people to rejoin us. And Nancy, perhaps if you could bring in the celebration cake so that those online can be part of the cake cutting. Do take a seat um, while we just do that. Um, if somebody could just go and invite the kids to come back and their leaders, that would be great. I was very conscious last time that, that uh, when we welcomed Laura that those of us on site got to see the cake and, and those online didn't. So that felt a bit mean. So um, once I've done the blessing, please stay around and we will do that. So a blessing. As we go now from this moment, as we celebrate new life and beginnings, may we love as Jesus taught us and may we cherish every person we meet. As we go now from this moment, as we leave behind our time together, may we walk step by step with Jesus. May we help each other on the way. As we go now from this moment, as we go into the future God shows us, may we treasure one another and may we realise how precious we are. Amen. So I think we might need cake, Cam, and... Um, Mom, Dad, and Baby Cam. So if Emma and Drew, I'm just going to move the candle out of the way because that feels like a good idea. And I'm going to come around here to do the photo because we like our photos, don't we? So do you want to um, just grab a quick picture of the cake? And do, do we have a knife, Nancy? Sorry, <laughs> I'm being very bossy as usual. So you can just pretend, um, and then we'll. Um, <laughs> and I know there was a knife out there because. Sorry, sorry, Nancy. Sorry, people on the the screen. Can you see the cake? Yes. Yes, I can see the cake. I can see the baby. <laughs> okay. Do you want to look at? Ah, that's great. Thank you. Fantastic. <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry. Feels like getting married again.